Hey everybody, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by Iron Company. Today we're discussing leaning out for summer, just like seasonally appropriate eating. Sometimes we, we like to immerse ourselves in seasonally appropriate training. So save the power training for February. It's light and lean time. So guys, I'm just going to jump right in here. What are the active elements to leaning out? Good, Jimmy. <clears throat> elements, what do you mean? Well, I mean, how do you, how the, do you put it all What's the first together? thing you do? What is the first thing you do? The first thing you do? The first thing you do is you stop eating. Yeah. Yeah, okay. first thing you do is you set your diet. Yeah, you got you know you got to get back in touch with hunger. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the 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 most the aspect of successful fat loss that is never mentioned is that successful dieting should start with some sort of a detox fast. You need to cleanse out your taste buds; they're clogged. Only the most outrageous taste can break through the your clogged taste buds. Um. Yeah, you know, you know, you, go ahead, Jimmy. You got to go full Tim Belt map, right? Yeah, that's it, babe. Now, that's a really good point. In fact, what I used to do, um, Dave Draper had this uh, book out, uh, Iron on My Mind, I think, and it said, um, you want to you wanna get started? Here's what you need to do. For two days, you know, you're going to drink a gallon of water a day. I made mine crystal light. And you're going to eat tuna only. And after those two days, now you slowly add cottage cheese or chicken or ground beef, you know, small meals and all that. But those two days give you this kickstart of, number one, appreciation of the food, you know. And and number two is you're going to lose a couple pounds, whether it's water, whether it's not. It doesn't matter. You look in the mirror, you look differently, the scale's differently. Now you're, now you're starting. We had a... We had a- relatively unknown bodybuilder tim belknap he sort of <clears throat> set the uh i don't know he was the precursor of the of the giant cut bodybuilder a little, little bit disproportionate so he never he never made it to the top he had a short career but he had a couple of really smart comments one was he said you know he says if if, if you're doing a serious bodybuilder diet and if you take a bite of an orange or an apple, and if it doesn't taste like the greatest orange or apple you've ever tasted in your life, you're not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and again, I, I say eat nothing for as long as you can. Just do the water. You know, w- w- the way that we would break back in, in when we, when you, when you, you just stop eating, see if you can make it three days, see if you can make it four days. Okay. Uh, then when you it's time to re-enter, we would go with protein powder and water. Uh, maybe a little MCT oil thrown in with that, right? Uh, then you know how long can you how long can you go with that? We've got to clear the system of insulin, right, Jim? Marty, how long would you want to go with that? It, your body will tell you. You you know you, you go as long as you can stand it. And each time you get a little better and can go a little longer. Yeah. Right. But you got to start somewhere. Maybe maybe the first time you do it, you only make it for a day and a half on a, on a, a water-only fast. Okay. Well, note and log that. And the next time you, you do it, you know, try to make it two days or three days or four days. Right. Then when you add back, add back 
not even food, just add back some sort of a, a meal replacement powder or protein powder and see how long you can get by on that. Okay. Then add back in the food and then add back in the light proteins and fiber. That's the second big thing about dieting. The, 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 the one, I was the training editor for Muscle and Fitness Magazine for six years. I did 85 feature articles, and my job was to interview all the top bodybuilders in the world and how they trained and how they dieted. And the commonalities were uh, striking. One thing, what they all had was lean protein and some fiber. Past that, some guys were carb-centric, some guys were fat-centric, right? Mm-hmm. But first, get in touch with the hunger. Let's cleanse. Let's detox. Let's get those insulin receptor sites cleared out again, right? Yeah. Let's develop some insulin sensitivity because you aren't. If you're eating a regular American diet, you, you, your insulin receptor sites are clogged. So first order of business, a little bit of detoxing. Then when it's time to add back in the calories, add back in the clean calories. They'll taste delicious. Yeah. Right? When you're hungry, oh, you're so grateful. And that's the thing that modern Americans, they don't get. I love watching the Alaskan shows, you know, with the guys that are living in the cabin and they got no electricity and, and they have a gun. And it's go, well, you know, if I, uh, if I kill today, I eat. Right. And I drink from the, the lake and occasionally I catch a fish, <laughs> right? Oh, and there's some strawberries. You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But uh, I, I think that that I think it's a, a deal breaker. I think that you, you've got to clear out to get started, and 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 then when you start adding back, then all of a sudden the food has real impact. And of course, and then of course, Jimmy, you know what always goes with with getting into diet mode is that you got to kick the calorie up, I mean, kick the cardio up through the ceiling and, and, and alter the weight training. Maybe you want to address the cardio issue. Well, I mean, I think, you know, and I was advising somebody about this yesterday is, you know, let's say you have six or eight weeks. I mean, I would, I would tell somebody who's trying to lean out or or whatever to give yourself some time, you know, and and six to eight weeks would probably be almost like a minimum of amount of minimum, minimum. Minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of, you know, that sounds deal, like a, that sounds like a Jim Steele crash cycle. Crash course. Uh, <laughs> crash cycle. Um, the big thing I tell people is start off slow with the cardio and don't make it so tedious. And if it's sunny out, don't get on the bike, go for a walk. If it's, um, you know, if it's something you can do for 30 minutes and, you, and you're walking around the lake, it's a lot better. Oh, for yeah. Right, you got pills and you got all this stuff. Yeah, um, and then enjoy it for as long as you can. And Put on it. some music. That's right, or or a book, a book on tape or whatever. Um, yeah, and you know, and then you know, you just you're just done with it, and you. And meanwhile, you got your vitamin D and all that stuff too. Now, obviously, when you get down to whatever event that you're training for, whether it's a wedding or a bodybuilding show or just to look better. You got to bump it up to make your goals sometime. I mean, some people can cruise right in and do 30 minutes a day of cardio. But, you know, those of us who don't have that kind of uh, uh, metabolism, you know, you bump it up to an hour or more each day. But, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in um, 
you know, frequent sessions. So if we're doing two hours, I'd rather do four 30 minute sessions than, uh, you know, an hour. Ain't, ain't, ain't nobody in this audience going to be doing two hours of cardio a day. I mean, you know, any of the beginner type people. No, no. I'm saying when you get down to it and if you need to push it, you can either, you know, do that. Well, let's 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 make the previous point. When he gets up against the show, he's doing two hours a day of cardio. Two and a half sometimes. Right, Jim? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that don't count. That don't count the weight training. No. Uh-uh. And that well, don't count. How, and how many calories are we living on at that point? Less than two thousand. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. What? Uh, but, so, no. Jim, we know you're a fan of doing cardio every single day. Um, the minimum. I mean, say you're you're lifting weights three or four times a week. Should you at least uh, match the uh, the cardio with the weight training. That you're I doing. think you should do some kind of cardio every day, man. I mean, it's it's the first thing you should do when you wake up in the morning. You get on the bike or go for a walk. You know, and yes. it takes thirty minutes. It sets your day. Now you now you get started your metabolism. Now you're ready for a meal. Also, you know, maybe also, it's just also, Jim. Remember, this is the the genius Perillo precept: fasted cardio. Yeah. Your glycogen is the lowest coming off your sleep fast. Okay, yeah. Yeah. burn through your glycogen. And the body is forced to use its second favored fuel source, stored body fat. Yeah. So we got So the ideal time to do cardio is upon awaking before eating. Well, before eating any carbs. Right. You you could have pure protein. You that could. would not that would not mess well a little bit. We'll mess it up a little bit. But generally speaking, get up, drink your coffee. Yeah. Jump into a harsh. I like a hard cardio session myself, man. Right. And I like outdoors and I like early morning. And to me, a dawn cardio session when I'm listening to, you know, whatever, Coltrane or Hendrix, you know, it, it's a, that's perfect. Yeah. Right. That's perfect. Yeah. And, I wish and that then was, it's done. I wish that was possible for me. You know, I get up at 2.30 every morning and I've got uh, one of the fan bikes. It's loud. Uh, I'd be divorced after two or three cardio sessions doing that bike so at 2.30 in the morning. Huh? You can't go outside? <laughs> it's not at 2.30. Oh, in California, you can't go outside at 2.30? Why? What was he going to do? Run into street lamps? Come on, That's man. It's dark outside. I'll get eaten by coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but, you know, you, you, you do own a sports equipment company why don't you get a, a, a stationary bike or a recumbent bike like yeah. jim uses it's silent come on yeah. don't use the fan don't use the fan bike as an excuse why you can't do Man, cardio pull fan. in another been, piece of equipment i've been doing well, that put it on i've the been deck. doing the hit training on that fan bike i've been doing the different rounds you know do you have it do you rounds. have it do you have a deck uh no, I mean, I know. got a backyard and, and all okay, that stuff. Take it out there. It's, hey, it's not multiple choice. Drag it out there, buddy. You want disturber out there. There should be closed up in the air conditioning. That'd be a great yeah, way to get some cream. Oh, man. Enough excuses. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, ideally in the morning, first thing, absolutely. Yeah. Fasted cardio, best thing for you. Yeah. I mean, you know, what's funny is that still every top bodybuilder does that. Everybody who is a guru, whatever. And the research is sketchy saying, oh, that doesn't matter. You can have a meal beforehand. But I'm telling you, 
Come on, come on, come on. Let's use our common sense. No, I, I don't, I don't, I don't bow down to scientists. No, they, I, they are always about 10, 10 to fifteen years behind the athletes. Yeah, and that's my it point. It makes perfect sense to get your ass up in the morning and hit a cardio session on an empty stomach. Have some coffee, man. What do you want? A buffet first? No, I agree. I no, agree. come on. It's just funny how you know the bodybuilders are ahead of the curve on that whole always. thing. When you show when you show me a scientist that looks like Ronnie Coleman, I'll listen to him. <laughs> right. It is. I mean, there's some truth to that. You yeah. look at the people that are making the statements and say, "Why would I listen to him?" Yeah. No, I know. I do the same thing. So, Marty, for cardio, I know I know you like uh, outdoor cardio. That's yes, sir. Thing. So I have the I have the situation. You have your trails. You have. Yeah. You live in a good area of the mountains that so you can go out and hike and sprint. So are it's you, surreal. Are you sprinting every time or you just, I'm in shape. Things? I'm I'm in shape now. I've lost uh, 22 pounds really? in the last seven weeks coming off the winter. I had like, apparently I had like one extended October fest that lasted from, <laughs> I think of October of last year through sure. May. I'm yeah, serious. What's wrong with that? Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden I'm weighing like 223 and I'm going, whoa, wait a minute. Well, I didn't know that because I'd avoided the scale. Yeah. If you don't step on the scale, you don't know. It's wonderful. I tell you what, though, man, I really do believe in what you said in Purposeful Primitive, that there should be a softening up period almost during that winter time. And and then you kick it hard once the once the weather breaks, you know, uh, yeah. I'm not spending. I'm not spending a lot of time running in the woods when there's snow and ice in the ground, or when it's wet. Yeah. So yeah, those are the perfect. That's the perfect time to get really strong in yeah. the gym, right? And put on the plates and let's load some shit up and let's have some some beef stew when we're done. Yeah, you're very very and then seasoned. Take a nap and go to sleep by the fireplace. You're very seasoned. <laughs> you're uh, you're up there in the it mountains of, of PA. See, I'm in SoCal. I don't have the the season, so I'm not thinking about that as much. But you're exactly right, um, and and that this is exactly what I've been doing. Actually, I've been hitting the cardio, you know, since it's the start of spring. And I'm mm-hmm. not a big cardio fan, but I've been doing it, and I think I've been doing pretty well. And then mm-hmm. uh, I've increased my volume in weightlifting. I've increased the uh, amount of repetitions. I'm in there burning the calories, really burning the muscle. And uh, you know what? I feel a lot better, and I've gotten leaner. Yeah. And it's, and it's just you're, better for summer. You go out by the pool, take your shirt off. You're healthier. You know. What are you down to? You're, you're healthier. You're healthier. You're lighter. Your cardiopulmonary system is you're being flushed and, and, and stressed. Yeah. That's just like the outer muscles. We need to stress them. Humans are meant to be stressed internally and externally. Right. 310. Yeah. We know how to do it externally, but we, we lag on the internal. 310? You weigh no. 310? No, I'm just kidding, man. What do you weigh so. In the 280s. You know, man. I haven't weighed myself in a while. Uh, he's like me coming off the, the six-month Oktoberfest. Yeah. I, I exit the gym, and the, the scale is over to the left. I quickly look to the right and keep going. <laughs> No, but I'm leaner. I could tell I've got more vast. You know, I'm, I'm not a totally vascular guy, you know, but uh, I've, I've gotten more veins in my arms lately this summer than I've seen in, in a long time. So I know that's it's from working. Hang, that's from hanging out with us. 
The best thing, though, I got tested last weekend. We went up to the mountains, and there's always this this hiking trail that we have to go up. It's a killer. Yeah. And I go, okay, I've been doing cardio for, for months now. This is going to be a true test to see how I, I get back up this hill. Did you and rip I it up? It right up that hill, man. I, yeah, was, baby. I was feeling good. And I go, you know what? It made a big difference. The, the leaning out part is awesome, but the the lung capacity and the stamina and all that stuff is just is just great. And um, I'm like I said, I've never been a, a a big fan of cardio. I've actually never done a a bodybuilding show. I wanted to, but I didn't have the right body. It's type not too for late. It. It's not too late. It's not too uh, late. I don't have the right body type for it. You know? Oh come on! I look Franco more like Colombo a football five, player. Four. Franco Colombo's five four. You I look like a you, little, you look like have, a foot you look like a football player with a twenty five percent body fat percentile with a nine percent yeah, body fat percentile. You might look like Arnold. That's like don't, you know what? Don't even don't even you know you know my buddy who's a special <laughs> forces guy says he signs up for for meets or whatever or he has a meet in mind and if if he may, you know maybe he has to go on deployment when maybe you know something comes up in his life yeah. but he's got that goal to shoot for. It'd be a good idea for you to to sort of shoot for either a date an event. Something like that, and then just get freaking diced for the first time. You know what I mean? Plus, plus you got calves and arms, man. That's what bodybuilders kill for. Yeah, naturally. I, yeah. I think after we hang up here, I'm going to call Brad Gillingham and see if he'll do one with me. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. Me, do, me doing a bodybuilding, I don't know. I mean. No, it doesn't even have to be on stage, but it's just the goal to get what would you look like at 240. You know shock, what I mean? Yeah, shock the world. Yeah, no, I'd be pretty. Yeah, and honestly, because I'm six foot, let's see, I'm like two, two eighty, two eighty five. It's too probably. heavy. It's too heavy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's too heavy. You're right. Yeah. So let's get down there. Um, but We're I'm bringing the- that down to, to, to compete weight. I don't know what I'd be competition wise. All right. Well, let's just get to where you know you feel like. Get it, get it, get it, get down to fourteen percent body fat. That's <laughs> way. Oh, I'm saying that's seventy. Yeah, no, that's not. No, that's not true. That's not. That's not true. You, that's the way you keep score. You keep yeah. score uh, off of your body fat percentile. Everything else is just mirrors. You're just looking. Oh yeah, I think I look great. Uh, yeah, okay. No, so, uh, you you get you you figure it out, right, Jim? Jim, you know. Oh yeah. That's right. Well, Marty, uh, you did a uh, you did an article a few weeks ago about um, if you want to take your your training up to the next level, do a local competition or something. Something, yeah. They got they have so many different sports, and every sport is subdivided into age groups and yeah. gender, and and you know, and it just makes it so easy to be relatively competitive with a little bit of effort. And whether it's swimming or volleyball or, you know, whatever, whatever it is you're in. Uh, so why not take advantage of that? Because human nature is such that if you commit to compete and you have a looming date that is ever closing in closer, right, Jimmy? Yeah. You know, you just naturally uh, turn up all the, you oh, yeah. know, everything becomes easier. If you never commit, then you don't understand Okay, you're just, stand, you you're just standing on the sidelines. Okay, Get you fired up. And for somebody that's been training for years and years and years like we have, uh, it's a good motivator. Sometimes Hell you yeah. need, like, you know. It's the, it's the only motivator. What else is there? Now, Jim, he's uh, 
Jim, you're doing a, a bodybuilding show here in what the next five six weeks? Um, I think I'm going to delay it uh, probably another month or so after oh, that. You are. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But but so you're dieting so, in the summertime. Now you just came away with uh, first place in the Masters NPC, right? Um, on the East Coast, so d- you must find it easier to diet in the summertime, right? Rather than uh, winter. Uh, no, Jimmy's a Jimmy's a robot. It doesn't. Yeah, you know, I never. Yeah, I, I, I've I did a show in December one time. I've never yeah. done one in like February, or whatever. But uh, he uh, doesn't. He doesn't have emotions like you and me. Okay. Yeah, that's what I heard. It's, I don't even think you know what, JP. To be honest with you, that that's hunting season, the winter time. So, anyway. so that's out anyway. Whiskey and crab soup. It really is <laughs> coming out of my pores, man. Um. But yeah, right. well, let, let me let me ask you a couple of questions here, Jim. Um, what's your uh, okay? So, all right, you've got a competition coming up. When, when, when is it scheduled for? Planned at the end of October. Okay, end of October. So this is what this is. Uh, where the hell are we? This is August, right? Middle of yeah, August. August. So, what's your body weight now? Probably two twenty four, something okay. like that. Okay. All right, and you're what five five nine? How tall yeah, are you? Five nine. Okay, five nine two twenty four. What do you want to step on stage at? If you had a perfect cycle, what would you like to step on stage at at this show? Uh, probably around 205 carved up. 205? Well, yeah, obviously you yeah. would be. Up. Well, I'm saying I'll be below that, and then when I carve up, I, you know, I should be. Oh, you got, okay. So you, uh, what, are you, what are you thinking you'll? Like 199, 198. And then... Oh, shit, 199. So from, what did we say, 224? Yeah. So what's the poundage there, JP? How much is that? Twenty-five pounds. Yeah. Uh, divided into roughly how many weeks? Um, eleven and a half, eleven. Okay, 11. let's say twelve. Twelve weeks, right? Twelve weeks. Okay. Okay, that's a that's a beautiful classical twelve-week cycle. Yeah. Right. Four weeks of this. Four weeks of that. Four weeks of really ultra peaking. Right. Right. Okay. So here we go. Now you're two twenty-five. What What do you do? What's the game plan for the first four weeks? And where do you want to end up at body weight wise at the end of the first four weeks, starting from today? Yeah. So to, to, uh, as far as the diet goes, the calories. Uh, diet. Talk to us about diet, lifting and cardio. OK. Um, well, the diet gets incre- incrementally harder as the weeks go on. So just in, in my experience, if I said, OK, I'm eating fish and spinach right now. You know, first of all, my energy wouldn't, you know, you just don't have the energy to train. You're, you're mentally like, okay, love more weeks of this. And I don't think it's necessary right away. I think it's it, the necessary thing is to just start cutting things out and getting used to the diet, used to the cardio and starting off everything relatively slowly. So and, and clean, would, up, clean up, clean up the content. That's it. Clean up the content. You still have a cheat meal and a dessert once a week, that kind of thing. But once you know, a week, once not a week. An entire damn day, people, or a weekend. Now, now, Jim, did you do any fasting this time? Because you just came off of a show, too. So, no, no, I'm, I'm, I get a little worried about uh, losing muscle if yeah. I go long without eating. Yeah, um, you know, the, he, mean, he means more than like ninety minutes. And yeah, he's, he's worried about degradating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a common fear. <laughs> So I always go from from you know general to specific and pretty much everything I do. So that would be the same way with the diet: ground beef, sweet potatoes, 
uh, veggies, and, and then as it gets closer. Veggies. What do you mean by veggies? I like spinach, green beans. Uh, you can have salads. Are you steaming those? I just boil the spinach. I get frozen spinach and boil it. Okay. 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 And then I put the fish on top of it. Um, and then you just go, you know, harder and harder depending on your condition. But well, it, how do you go? How do you go harder than that? I mean, that's pretty damn hard to begin with, right, JP? With the fish? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a tight diet. You've only you've only you've only mentioned five foods. Yeah. You're, oh, yeah. All of a sudden you go. Uh, all of a sudden definitely. you go from living in America with I unlimited think that's the first thing. <laughs> possibilities to living on five foods like you're in prison. So again, name those foods: ground beef, you know, fish, eating, and don't eat anything else. Than, and I'd rather have that. You know, first of all, it helps as far as the preparing. I'm not going to do uh, rice cake with peanut butter. You know, and for meal two, you know, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to have real food. I'm going to have the same things every time. But I definitely think that's a person. I think some people enjoy the variety. I, I'm not doing it for variety. I'm doing it for fuel. I don't even give a shit. You know, um, the rest of the year. I'm well, I'm a, I'm a damn foodie gourmet. So you right. keep your, keep your little blando opinions oh. to yourself. Right. When you said to me, uh, <laughs> oh, can you have shrimp? Can you have shrimp? I can yeah. have shrimp. But, what, but mentally, I can't have shrimp. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's not fish. That's not that's not beef. You know, and even though shrimp is fine, but you know, just like anything else, it's it's just like doing a powerlifting. It's just like doing an athlete. You get superstitious, or you get um, you're like, oh, if I change this, you know, that's going to screw everything up. You know, you get a little into your head. Well, but you have a, you have a lot of competitive years under your belt. <laughs> I mean, and now we're talking between everything 30 years of hardcore competition yeah so, so yeah you're, you're entitled you're entitled to have your superstitions and your grooves and your yeah that's right as far as so, training so, goes, yeah, how about the middle four weeks oh i'm sorry i'm sorry finish up oh as far as the diet goes it's just you know then it'll go from instead of four beef meals it'll go to, to three beef meals and add a fish two beef two beef meals and add two fish you know how, that kind of thing how much, how much beef are you eating at a serving uh, start off with around two pounds, I guess, and then it uh, each meal. No, no, for the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> you scared me. <laughs> no, no, and, and then for the uh, day, and then after right, so, so divide it up. So two pounds divided up over four meals, half a pound a meal. Yeah. So what is that? Like that's, that's two pounds, but that's pre no, but that's pre cooked. Pre cooked, that's nothing. Yeah. That's a small amount. A half a pound of burger pre cooked is a small amount. And you're having your spinach and your sweet potato. You like that's your starch of choice. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. What, uh, rice? You don't like it, or you don't use I it? Love I think I I get fat on rice. Yeah. 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 I hear you. You know. Yeah. I mean, and I would yeah. love to, you know, a big bowl yeah. of oatmeal and all that. But man, I just, you know, it makes me want to doesn't work. Doesn't work, right? Yeah. Just not for me. Doesn't work. Yeah. You, you know, you try it. You have a competition coming up. You go, yeah, I can eat the oatmeal, and then you go to the, go to the show or go to the competition, and you go, no, you know, I can't. Yeah, plus the fat is satiating. You know, you go to that higher carb, no fat, man. You are dying fast. That's right. Okay, but that all right. Now take us to the middle four weeks. The middle four weeks of the diet. That, that's just where probably I'm going. Okay, just two patties in the morning of beef. The now that now you're going to be no, a no, no, no. 
could put it in pounds. You were doing uh, two pounds for the first four weeks. Now what are you doing? Middle four weeks. Uh, I'm cutting it. You know, so I usually get six patties out of this box. One, the Bubba Burgers. I'll cut it down to two patties. Oh. Hey, on your beef, are you trying to go really, really lean, grass-fed, all that? I mean, I squeeze it out and stuff just because the fat makes me a little nauseous. But um, no, I'm not really worried about it. makes you nauseous? You know, if you eat, you know, lard, you know, if that that beef is sitting in the the fat, you understand what I'm saying? I was raised on lard. Go ahead. I still like it. I still like it. I'm just saying that. Uh, no, JP. So I'll squeeze it out, and uh, but no, I just go with it. Just go with it. Knowing that in a few weeks, that's not even going to be an option. You know. How are you cooking uh, your beef when you're doing all this? In a, just in a just in, in a frying frying pan. pan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now you're training. Yeah. So I think a big mistake people make is they go, "Oh, now I'm training. Now I'm going to go lighter." Or now I'm going to do higher reps, or now, you know, I, I think you want to stay as strong as you can. I want, I think you want to try to, you know, instead of getting in that mindset where, oh, I'm going to lose muscle because I'm dieting, or oh, I'm maintaining. Man, make up your mind. I'm, I'm eating enough protein. I'm going to put some muscle on. Now, whether that really happens or not, but I think the mindset of I'm still pushing it in here. You're not taking time off. Oh, how does that uh, tra- translate into the actual workout? I mean, I mean, uh, give us a, a typical leg day. Uh, typical you're in bodybuilding middle. You're in the middle four weeks, yeah. 12 week bodybuilding, bodybuilding cycle, nothing out of the ordinary. You're it's leg day. Yeah. You walk in. What do we do? Uh, leg extensions first, uh, sets and reps, five sets of 12, all, all to five sets all of to momentary failure, not forced reps or negatives, but all to until, uh, the 13th one would not, I wouldn't be able to lock it out. Oh, and how many, how many, how, I mean, how many maximums? You're doing five sets. Yeah. I assume all, first, all sets are taken three, together. All sets. Yeah. But it's not, it's not Yates failure where you're forced repping and, and all that stuff. Oh, I understand. Yeah, I understand. It's a momentary fail. Um, and if I don't reach it, I got to do more reps. I'll go to 15 or whatever. You know, if I'm at that 12 and I'm still locking it out, I'll go to 15. Well, you're warmed up now. Yeah, what, and I don't do. I do, literally, I do one warm up set. I, and my son's like, "What are you doing?" I like put thirty pounds on there and do it like five times. I go, "All right, I'm ready," because <laughs> I just can't. Oh, uh, so you also very little rest between sets. Yeah, I go, you go, I go, you go. Yeah. Now, Jim, okay. you're staying heavy, but uh, for your your show prep, your show training, you're staying heavy, but are you, you're increasing your volume though, right? No. Well, yeah, he just, he just did five sets of twelve. Yeah, I pretty much. Start. What's here. next? Yeah, so then I'd I'd go to leg curls, and I'd, I'd either do seated leg curls or I'd do lying leg curls. Same same thing as the leg extensions. Why All wouldn't you stuff. Why wouldn't you superset them to save time? You could superset them. Um, well, you, you cut your time in half, dude. Yeah, so I'm I'm training with my son, so I want to be there when he does his set. Okay, so yeah. you're doing well, back and forth, back and, and forth, back. Just, forth. And aren't you just so, so zapped fast. for energy yeah. though that? I, would you even have the energy for supersetting back and forth like that? If it's light enough. Well, see, the thing about the energy is that what you have is energy for training and the cardio. It's the rest of the time. The rest of the feel, day, huh? Yeah, that you feel like you have the flu. Yeah. It's the <laughs> mental part of, oh, I know I got this. I got to, you know, I know I have to do this and I have to be fired up for this. And I have to be ready for this. Plus, it's the high point of your day. That's are it. You, are you taking like a pre-workout or anything before at this phase? 
Honestly, yes, man. I take pre-workout. <laughs> got to do it. Even when you get home and you're like, okay, I got to get some yeah, work done. Let me take it. I'm not adverse to going down to the trailer down the street and getting some meth. And <laughs> <laughs> Whatever on, gets you in shape. Well, dude. we better not talk about that. I'm kidding about the meth. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I've done everything from the ephedrine, aspirin, um, and caffeine pills. Oh, I remember the, what was it? Clembuterol. fins. From yeah, there's many things from the truck stops. Like, yeah, darn. I would take my son down to North Carolina and drop him off with his mother, and then I hit all the truck stops on the way. <laughs> yeah, the liquor stores and the truck stops, and they you had it right there at the counter. You know, I tried these new pre-workouts. Um, they all have the beta alanine and the uh, Yohimbi and all that, and it's just not the same, man. I can remember taking that Rip Fuel stuff. <laughs> yeah. Drive- and driving to work, and I was going like 90, and everybody was clearing a path. <laughs> I remember taking the the uh, and, and you had great workouts. I, you yeah, know, I, I I used to t- here's what I used to take. I used to take three of those mini thins and a and a big yeah. cup of coffee and go to the gym. Oof. And I mean, you couldn't even sit down. And I thought, I thought to myself, why would anybody need drugs when you have this? It's totally that illegal. Is- it yeah, just blasts you out of your mind. You can't yeah, wait yeah. to train, and you just tear up everything in the gym. Excuse me. Excuse me, Yuri Blastoff. <laughs> Yuri Blastoff. But that, but that, is, but that is a drug. Yeah. yeah. So now well, the, yeah, the yeah, is so. behind the counter at the pharmacy, and it's not the same. It's not the same. It doesn't uh, It doesn't do, do anything for you. So, uh, But, the, you know. The new pre-workouts, I think they've outlawed so much stuff that it gets you going a little bit, but it's not like that I'm on crack, you know? It's not yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, they had yeah. too many problems with it. I mean, people overdosed. I guess they stuff. did. Who knows? Who knows if they did? Who knows? Well, you know, they, you know my, my era, we trained on acid. Yeah. <laughs> trained on acid? Yeah. That's right. the 60s. It's a 60s. Did you? Re- no, honestly, did you? Yeah, honestly, yeah, we did. What was that like? Well, let's... That will... We'll do that in another show. Okay, let's make a whole let's show continue. about that because that's interesting. Anyway, so I would do the leg curls in the same fashion as the leg extensions. Right. Then, I started doing that. Now what? That pre-exhausting stuff just because it makes my knees feel so much better once what? I go to a squatting motion. And why not? So then I'd either go to safety squat. Oh, or you're axle. burned out. Your, your thighs are burned out at this point. So you just yeah, relax. Totally. You just relax with it and do what you can do, right? Right. And, yeah. you know, I, I switch between five sets of 12 on the hacks and five sets of 20. I'll go back and forth. Uh, what do you mean? Five sets of 20 on what? On a hack squat. Oh, five right. sets of 20? Yeah. Oh, uh, what a burner that is. Yeah, but some oh days it'll just God. be 12, but some days, you know, it'll be... 20? Five sets of 20? Your thighs yeah, must be on fire. Why don't you just throw gasoline on them and light a match? That's the good thing is I got a whole week to recover God. with legs. <laughs> I know, but still, five sets of 20 in the hack, and I'm sure you're going super deep, right? Yeah, I go as deep as the machine. Uh, uh, you said you do leg press, too? No, you know, I did leg press for one show, um, but, you know, it, it really makes my back feel like crap because in order to get that full range of motion, your butt comes up a little bit, and that's yeah, where you're And I, I just, I don't know, man. I think it's overrated. Yeah, I love I like, the leg press. I, I like the hack. I like Hacks the hack, great. too. And, you know, you the know only the problem I have, I, I think you have to intersperse the squats in there because structurally. Oh, oh I'm not. I would never so know. Harder no. on your body. At, at best, hack's like a third-tier 
movement that I do after I did my back squats and my front squats and whatever else. And then, yeah, I'll do some hack. And again, it depends on the machine. That's true, man. You know, there's some machines I do a hack and it crushes your knees. Yeah. But I got one at this new gym I went to and everywhere my, I place my feet, my knees still feel good. Because your knees are over your ankles and your shins are vertical. And that's the way humans were meant to go up and down. Right. Okay. Yeah, you gotta if, have your the... knees get, if your knees get in front of your toes, you're screwed. And it just it creates so many problems for both your ankles and your knees and your hips because you're out of position. Right. Anyway, but you just got to have the right platform on it because if yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, sometimes they don't try, make the let's platform. Not get big spun off. Let's get back into this middle four weeks because we got to end this thing on on the final four weeks. So, all right, now we covered you to oh, cardio in the middle four weeks. You know, this, this is an interesting point to me. My cardio, when I'm in the woods running at dawn, listening to music. It's such a joy. I don't need to be distracted. But with you guys, it's like, well, if I'm doing the cardio, I need to be reading a book, doing texting, uh, watching TV. You know, you know what I mean? You you need to be distracted. Right. So when I yeah, especially on the bike, when I'm walking outside, I'm not. Uh, to me, I'm so immersed in the thing. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's so surreal. It's so trans. You know what down. though? To color that a little bit, though, because I'm using that fan bike, uh, it's different because I'm doing the hit training on it, and it's yes, and I like it because you're not sitting there going, "Oh my god, I got 20 minutes left." Oh my god, it's I still got 18 minutes left. You're actually you're busting your ass so so intensely that you're, you're like you're like, "Oh my god, my time's almost up." Yeah, it's almost time to go again. You know, because you take two-minute breaks between each 20-second all-out, you know. Uh, two minutes? What? Two Was that too minutes. long? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. When you go Jimmy, full you're, Jimmy, on. You were the strength. Wait, excuse me. Jimmy, you were the strength and conditioning coach at University of Pennsylvania for 20 years. Yeah. If an athlete <laughs> runs for 20 seconds and needs two minutes to recover, he ain't gonna be ready for the game. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not one of Jim's athletes. <laughs> just okay. I'm, in that, just, I'm not in that kind of shape. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were <laughs> we talking so about? <laughs> Cardio in the middle four. Yeah. So I mean, then it starts to increase, and, and I just go by condition. But it's always where's your body weight at this point in the middle? phase are you getting traction here yeah two two fifteen probably two eighteen okay. yeah okay uh, <laughs> feel like you're getting you start to see you start to see things. things yeah you start to see little things in your chest or your arm you know something around this that you haven't seen before mm-hmm. um and then you know I, I'm, I'm not too smart with the stuff and i know that i'm not too smart with the stuff so i'll always do a little more than probably i need but right. So I'll jump from that half hour in the morning, half hour at night to three or four sessions of a half hour of cardio. Of cardio. And then, you know, sometimes I will hit if, I, if I'm up to the two hour mark or two and a half hours, I'll do an hour first thing and then 30 minutes, you know, yeah. every three or four hours after that. But again, uh, you got a date with destiny coming up. Yeah. And all, yeah. I mean, you, all you know, of a sudden you're four weeks out, right? 
and you're going to be up on stage in your underwear. So, uh, at less than that, man, you're in a banana hammock. So you you got four <laughs> weeks to go, right? So now what? I mean, how do you take it up from here? How do you get stricter and harder well, that, and that's faster when you're already strict and hard yeah. and fast and you're starving, right? Yeah, how, many cal- how many calories are you living on at this point? Include the MCT. Talk to us uh, about the yeah, MCT. I, I guess it's 2,000 with the MCT. Okay. Yeah. Now, well, um, all right. Why the MCT and what's going on with that? Well, just after researching it, um, and Rich Sulky, uh, you know, we know Rich. Uh, Dr. Rich. Dr. Rich. He, he recommended that to get me. Him, get him on the show. Let's get him. Jimmy, let's get him in the show. Let's do it. He'd oh, be he'd great, be great. Oh, yeah. You'd yeah. love him. You'd love him, JP. Um. Yeah, Where was right. oh so so and then I experimented with the MCT and I said this before but I don't know if it gives me that much energy physically but I'm able to focus more um, like I said I can read and write <laughs> without you know just but, it, some- but it's not inter- it's not interfering with your pursuit of ripness. No, it doesn't at all. Well, if you that's, take too wild. Much. that's wild. That's wild, right? That's wild. Why? It's 120 calories in per tablespoon. Right. Okay. Calorically dense. But right. for some reason, bodybuilders have discovered that they can take MCT oil. And not get stored as fat. Yeah. It goes yeah. to the head of the oxidation line. It's like booze. If you drink booze, booze until the booze gets out of your system, yeah. there's no fat burning. Yeah. When you take MCT, no matter what you have in your system, the MCT goes up first to get oxidized. Right. So it doesn't get stored as fat calories, but it has the density of fat. Right. So now it's like, okay, all right, now let's do this, Jim. If you were to take the MCT calories out of your uh, overall calories, how much food calories would you be taking in? In a day, in the middle, no, I'm sorry, in the last four weeks. Right. How many many food calories? 1,500, 1,000 to 1,500. 1,000 food calories, okay. And uh, there's nothing to it. The fish is nothing, and the spinach is nothing. Uh, what's your fish of choice again? Cod. I, cod. I did tilapia for one uh, show. I don't like tilapia. I think tilapia is like flabby. Cod and flounder. Yeah, that's, I like that. I just buy it frozen. And, no salmon? You don't like salmon? Or it's too, too high fat or what? Yeah, the, the it's just too fatty for me. It's just too mm, fatty. Yeah. Yeah, I don't God, like I that. hate you. <laughs> I love fat. It's just that if I'm dieting, it's... You do not. You do not. <laughs> all right. So what's all we can do up at now? I mean, how much cardio are you doing a day now, right? Two to two and a half. No, oh, you got to be out of your mind because you got a show coming up, right? And, yeah. and the bodybuilder is never satisfied. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I look good. Yeah, whatever. But you're you're always like, yeah, I don't know if it's good enough. No, and and, and you know, I, I mentioned, and I just wrote this in the article for JP, but it's like, you know, I'll say, because you're really, you feel like death. <laughs> it's the flu without a fever. It really, you know, you get the wet noodle. You could be a heroin addict, you know, on a yeah, withdrawal. Your appendages, your appendages <laughs> don't want to bring the coffee, you know, your arm doesn't want to bring the coffee cup to your mouth. It really doesn't. Rich uh, Salk, Rich Salk, Dr. Rich Salk, told me one time, he said, Marty, he said, when you're in the depths of the last phases of a bodybuilding competition, he says, you have no fat on the bottom of your feet, so when you walk, the bones hurt when they touch yeah, the floor. That's what you really love. 
He's walking backstage and his feet are burning. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the training training never changes. What? Okay, but I mean, what would you do for arms? Final four weeks. Uh, I would once a week. I would do uh, push downs, dips, mm-hmm. my triceps, um, and then for biceps, I would do preacher curls, dumbbell or machine. Yep. Hammer, hammer curls and maybe mm-hmm. super strict seated dumbbell curls. Two tricep, three bicep. It's usually two and two, but you know I'll go like oh, I'm gonna do two sets of this and three sets of that. My favorite is just do five and five, five sets of five sets of the first triceps, five sets of the second, five sets of the first biceps, five sets of the second, and you're done. But mm-hmm. sometimes I'll you know. How long would that take? Oh shit, man, twenty five minutes. Really? Yeah. Uh, how many, it's, how many it's, times? Uh, once it's, once it's, a week. Once a week? Oh, no, I mean, I don't even care. I think I was using 20s or on the dumbbell preacher curl. Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, one time a week? Yeah, everything gets trained once a week. Oh, that's so cool, right? <clears throat> think about that. You know, only only got to hit it once a week, right, JP? Back in Arnold's day, they were hitting the same body part three times a week, six days a week. Yeah. I think you said Arnold was doing 720 sets a week. Is that right? Uh, yeah, more than that. Yep. It's like a, a job in the coal mine. Yeah, it's pretty much got to be your job. Uh, well, it was for him. Yeah, I mean, I really believe in just crushing it and letting it rest. Crushing it and letting it rest. Well, that was the, you know, Dorian stole that from the powerlifters, and uh, Ronnie Coleman got it from Dorian, right? Because Ronnie Push. Coleman was a big buddy of uh, Steve Goggins. And you do the, you know, if you if you do it hard enough. And heavy uh, enough. And heavy enough. You're not going to, you're not going to, I mean, you know, so but I do that on Sunday with the legs. You know, by Wednesday, now my legs are coming around, that kind of stuff. Now, if I had to train them that day, it would still <clears> quite be be ready. And I, and I think it uh, it may be some nervous system stuff, too, you know, where you're just dampened. Right. You know, um, it's like trying to play basketball when you're super sore. You know, you're just not jumping. You know, you're, the communication isn't there. Well, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. are you you're, keeping you're starving? Jim, are you keeping a training log while you're? Yeah. Because I mean, because you're you're still trying show. to stay heavy. So are you keeping track of all your weights and sets and stuff? I I do when I do a show, but the the biggest thing for that is, um, how I feel. You know, so it's a diary. Like I'll say, okay, like uh, you know, this morning I did my shoulders. I write that down if I can remember the weights. I put the weights in there, but the rest is here's how I looked. Here's how I feel. Here's yeah. my supplements because I'm not doing it for now. It's the next show that I can look back and go, Oh, I look better at that show. Mm-hmm. What did I do differently? Or I knew I needed to make some change. So I'll make little notes like, you know, and you, uh, and you won't, you won't remember. It's too, yeah, much, right too much data. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I put what time I get up, what time I go to bed, all that stuff. And, you know, as I go along, if I need to make changes, Oh, geez, man, you're not sleeping enough. Oh, geez, you're not eating enough. You know, that kind of stuff. So the off-season, you're still keeping a log, but it's far less complex. I keep a log in the off-season. I'm, I'm hunting, drinking whiskey, and eating yeah. crab soup and still lifting, but yeah. I'm worried dead, about it. Dead lifting 700 and, you know, just pillaging villages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, you, then, I, then I'll keep a diary just because I want to look back on it and see. You know, it's interesting. We can look back 
I don't know. We could. I could probably go back and go. Okay, 1995. What did I do? What was I doing in December? You know, I yeah. keep all these. I, I get all these little spiral notebooks uh-huh. and each day, and I don't see anybody else in my gym doing this. That and intensity enhancers and everything else. I guess it's because I'm in a corporate gym. I need to get down yeah. to, the, to the pole barn with you guys. Yeah, you're hanging out in the wrong social. I'm, I'm at the wrong place, but. Yeah. Uh, it's you know because they're still draping towels everywhere. It's a bad towel service too. <clears throat> I tell you, we got all kinds of stuff going on. We need to do. I'm going to have to give everybody uh, updates here in the next few weeks and just let you know what the, the latest round of what's going on at, at the corporate gym. It's a death trap now too. So, um, but the log. I mean, I'm still as long as I've been lifting, and you guys are the same way. I keep a log. And every time I try to uh, beat that weight by, an, a, you know, another five pounds or yeah. the same weight, another rep or two, and I'm always just trying to keep it going, keep it going, keep it going, you know, try to get further on down the field. And, um, you know, that's how you keep your, your progress going. I mean, <clears throat> you just, uh, a lot of people don't keep logs, but it, it's really helpful, especially in your situation like you said, when you're you're competing, man, there's so much to keep tr- keep track of, you know, and, and and how you're feeling and all that stuff gets added into the mix because it's very important. Yeah. So last and last uh, the last two shows, I started making little video diaries. Like I'll be out walking my dog, and uh, you know, I'll keep it as a video also. Um, yeah, that's helpful too. Let's look back on it. Yeah. I love until 1988, and I. Uh, saw Krishnamurti and he said memory was overrated so I quit <laughs> uh, I didn't run into to him <laughs> I did uh, yeah so that's the training I try not to change it the diet um, and the cardio and and I mean are you bearable as a human over the no. last weeks I mean what are you, are you like dragging yourself around like, a oh, car, yeah. like in a prison camp yeah. You know what you're like? It's like being a concentration camp inmate, right? Because what do they do in concentration camps? They overwork and then starve the inmates. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what the that's what the bodybuilder does in the final phases of competition prep. You overwork and you starve yourself. And that will take the last vestiges of fat off your physique. You know, now, the bodybuilder tries to maintain. I mean, they, they make themselves big in the off season so that at the final, final end, they're going to be bigger than the other inmates. Yeah. And, and you just sort of accept that that's the, the way you're going to feel. So I don't know anybody, no matter if they're a genetic freak or not, who the last, you know, two, three weeks feels wonderful. You know what I mean? I mean, it's I, just. I, I used to get backstage at the Olympia, right? And you or the and the Arnold and you'd walk back and, and all the guys are back there and they're leaning on shit and like yeah. on the floor huffing and puffing and getting an oxygen mask and and all they've been doing is posing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, anytime they're on stage, they're tensed. At oh, least, hell. Right? You don't never get relaxed, right? So you're tensed and then you gotta go from tense to super tense to super duper tense and god forbid you're on any kind of diuretics and got you know you don't have any liquid in your system and you know you can freeze up and fall over and i can't get up right i don't drink i don't drink any any liquid the day of the show at all 
How can I mean, you can't, I mean, you're supposed to be dry. Yeah. And then, you know, like the day before is like a half a liter or something like that. I mean, it's nothing, mm. nothing to now, it's interesting that guys that get into that completely depleted uh, prisoner of war state, when they bounce out of that and all of a sudden the competition is over and now they go back to normal Yeah, and they start like in the immediate aftermath of the show, they're eating pizza and ice cream and you know, yeah. whatever, drinking beer. And there's for the next three to seven to 10 days, they'll actually swell. Now, yeah, at, some, I mean, yeah. at some point, they will spill over. Right. And the body relearns. There's this miraculous point in time when you're starved out that the body actually forgets how to construct fat. So if you yeah, take calories yeah. in during this period, anything you take in goes to swelling your muscles. Yeah. Your dry muscles, like aged beef, right? So, but what happens if you stay too long at the fair yeah. and you take in too much, then all of a sudden, beep, it's all gone because it's all overlaid with, a, you know, the body's yeah. and exactly. fat and water and everything. So, exactly. yeah, it's that miraculous period. And, Jim, you went through that, right? Yeah, but and I think what it showed me was that I didn't carve up enough of uh, uh. What do you, you know, okay, so if you walked into the show the last time, you were at the same body weight last time, right? Two or five? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then what was it a week later? And and you had, uh, you'd gone off your bodybuilding diet yeah. and you looked at yourself at some point, two days, three days, five days, two days later, yeah. and we weighed how much, uh, five pounds more, 10 pounds more? 10, I would say 215. Yeah. 215. Yeah. Did you look as good? Better. Uh, a lot better. Sure. Oh. And so that that just means I didn't carve up enough before. You just get paranoid about, like you said, spilling over. Just get paranoid yes. about it. Yes, of course. Yeah. Right? Oh. Did you get any uh, photos? Yeah, of, of when I carved up? Yeah, 215. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, I can see those. Yeah. Right. Well, you just All sent right. me some pictures that we're going to put on this uh, part two of your article coming up, too. Yeah. yeah. Now that was yeah. the was that the day of the show? Yeah. You know the I, that's in the hotel room. Yeah. Okay. What about between, between prejudging, I think, and the night now, show? How, how do you guys feel about going back just a little bit? And for the the people that are listening that aren't necessarily doing a bodybuilding show or whatever, how about we skim over some basics real quick with with diet and training yeah. when it comes yeah. to summertime. No. Number one, get in touch with hunger. Mm. Yep. Just stop eating as long as you can. Whatever it is, as long as you go is as long as you go. At that point, reintroduce, I like, protein powder, right? Jim, you suggested tuna. Right. We did the tuna and crystal light. Yeah, okay. Did. All right. So at that point, what, uh, reintroduce lean proteins. Yeah. I would think some sort of egg. I like whole eggs, like scrambled, you know what I mean? Or even yeah. in a souffle, you know. With the, and you can also at that point reintroduce fiber. Mm-hmm. Fiber veg, right? Green yeah, pepper. I mean, more volume. It's, it's the, you know, it's, it's volume. The vegetables, you get the volume in your stomach. 
Also, fiber and protein are perfect together because fiber acts as like a rotor rooter on the intestines. If a person eats a lot of protein without fiber, uh, there was a certain very famous bodybuilder who had a lot of his intestines cut out because he was all protein and nothing else, and he created excess bile, and it kind of melted his intestines. So but fiber and protein go together like, I don't know, you know, Mick and Keith or you know, so Paul and John question, or something. Question yeah. about that. Now if, you're, now, if you've cut out the carbs and you're just eating protein and fiber. Starch. Starch. Starch right. carbs different than fiber carbs. Okay, right. But do you, now should your uh should your protein like your whatever protein you're going to ingest should that be super lean or can it be like maybe some uh I don't know it, like some tri-tip or something? Depends if you are fat if you prefer fat or you prefer carb. Right. Most humans break down in one of those two categories. Generally speaking, some of us prefer carbs. If you prefer carbs, then you stay with lean protein. Right. Right. And you're allowed your, your carbs, but your carbs should, I mean, we don't want to talk refined carbs, man, you know, stuff that comes out of a can and just, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about good, uh, complex, hard to digest starch carbs. Okay. And, or you're a fat, if you're a fat person like myself, I want the rib steak and I'll pass on the starch Carbs. if I can have that, if I can have the steak and I can have some fiber, I can have some uh, green beans, you know, with bacon. I can have some, you know, uh, you know, broccoli, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm fine. But whatever, but one way or the other, you can't be both. You can't be fat. And carb because I mean that's okay. So that was my question. So you have to be one way or the other. Yes. As excuse me, as Jerry Lee Lewis once said, "Be hot or be cold. If you are lukewarm, the Lord will spew you forth." Jesus said that too. From his mouth. (laughs) Be hot or be cold. Yeah. Lukewarm. One or the other. Okay. So because we don't want to mix the complex carbs with the, the, the fat. So, all right. So we figured out how to divide it and either we're, you know, one or the other. So you can't do one one day and the other the next. You've got to be consistent, either high fat and low carb yeah. or uh, higher carb and lean protein. So you've got to stick with just one, right? There's no mixing ever. No, I think so. There's different ways. I mean, I think the fastest way in that is to choose. If you're eating really, if you're eating really clean food, yeah, and if you have twenty thing, you know, I mean, if you're eating like, I mean, so your starch is what, Jimmy Rice and potatoes, right? Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, you know, and your and your fat is whatever, you know, salmon and you know, rib roast or whatever. And but I think if you stay clean clean and what nutrient dense i think it's you could switch off you could switch off okay that was my but question I, I didn't but again it's if it was calorically equal mm-hmm. right yeah i mean you know because i've done carb cycling where you do a uh, high day we're, not, is, we're not talking the last four weeks before no, competition no. of a bodybuilding company we're talking no, about no. The, this is for the regular guy Here's a, here's a good way to do it for a regular guy. You have high, medium, and low days where, um, you know, I, I don't know the formula off, off my head, but it'd be like, for me, it was like 500 on the high day. On that high day, no fat. Yeah. The medium yeah. day, you add some fat. On the low day, 
you don't have any carbs, you just have the fat and the protein. So you cycle that through, and it definitely works. Um, and, and then as you get closer to your goal, you have more low days than high days, obviously. Variety is the spice of life. Yeah. Right? It definitely works. So, and that and that's for a longer haul, I would say. So you mm-hmm. would cycle that like that through your week. Or 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 not. I mean, if you prefer to stay with one mole, you know, like like steel, right? I mean you, you like to be locked into one particular you're fine with that. Yep. Yeah. You can yeah. be that way too. Yeah, I think you it's can, you know, you gotta look at what your body is doing. You gotta experiment and, and see what you're comfortable with. See what but, works with your lifestyle. See what works with your, your body type. Here's what we know for talking about dieting. Duh. We got to, you know, reduce. We got to clean up the content. Yeah. Uh, we got to keep an eye on the caloric intake. We got to keep an eye on the balance, the nutrient balance. Are we fat centric, carb centric? <clears throat> cardio, if you're looking to reduce, you, obviously you kick the cardio up. Optimally, you'll do the morning fasted cardio. Right. Right. That's right. If nothing's moving, you might want to put a second session in later on in the day. Yeah. Right. Or say, okay, I'm not having any carbs after seven o'clock or something. Yeah, well, you know, you're at the gym for your lifting session. Well, okay, you're already there. Just go over to the damn stationary bike and get on it for 25 minutes. Especially after you lift. Yeah, yeah. you're already lifted, you know, so you're there. So you add the lifting, the caloric cost of the lifting, which is not going to be as much, but still it will be something. And then add that to an aerobic session. All of a sudden, that's a significant bump. And then if you don't stuff your face after that before you go to bed, well, you've got a great jump on having zero glycogen the next morning when you do your fasted cardio session. Now, next morning, you're starting from the get-go burning body fat. And for your lifting, what you want to do is you want to throw a little bit more volume in there, throw a little bit more accessory work in there. Yeah, more volume. If you're talking five sets of 20, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. You're not doing... uh, you're not working up the triple. So, I mean, combined, I mean, you're burning calories while you're, you're lifting. You're burning the calories yeah. in the cardio. You're eating clean. How long are your typical uh, lifting sessions lasting, Jim? Um, uh, never over 45 minutes, no matter okay. what. Cool. Yeah, and 45 minutes, how many times a week? Uh, let's see. Uh, I lift every day, but Saturday and Monday. Okay, so five, five, days. five days a week. Five days a week, 45 minutes. And that this is for a competitive-level bodybuilder. A beginner can get by on, what, three sessions of 40, 45 minutes, right? And, and it all depends on how efficient you're going to. If you're going to go in there and look at your phone or talk set at the front desk. No. No, 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 no. But if you get in and get out, man, I mean, you know, and I've, I've written this a bunch. Don't feel guilty about short workouts. It's it's the intensity that matters. Yeah. And you and leave. You can do 20 sets in 20 minutes, man. You know, you, you can do that. You, know, you just gotta, can kick yeah. your ass in 15 minutes. Yeah. I do it regularly. Yeah. Squat and leave. That's it. I love it. Yeah. Deadlift Marty, and leave. Bench Marty, press. How, many, how many days a week are you lifting? Uh, uh, right now, I'm like, I'm like sprinting one day and then lifting the next. And I'm doing like upper body. I do uh, overhead press, lat pull down. Yeah. And then I do a steep incline curl and some a dip dip or single dumbbell over a tricep extension. That's one day. Second day I do um, bench press. 
<clears throat> a lot of bench pressing, a lot of flat bench pressing alone. Uh, squat when I'm with the boys on Sunday. So three days a week. Three but days. That's what none I mean. of the sessions last more than 30 minutes. Yeah. I've been doing three days a week for years and years. It just, uh, it works for me. I probably it's should enough. It's enough. It's enough. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's working. Uh, you know, you know, let it go. Yeah, it works for live, me. It works. Live, live, live the rest of your life. Cassidy did too. Works with my uh, work schedule too. Yeah, I just don't have the attention span to do. I like saying, okay, I got to do my chest. If I say I got to do my chest and biceps, I'm just like, yeah, I don't feel like doing that. I'm just going to do my chest. You know, it's just like the food. I got these five foods. I got this body part. <laughs> of course, and I'm going to get some shit done while I'm doing cardio. Yeah, and it's like... Uh, you know, if if I could and if I didn't think for development you needed different stuff is like I did the other week, Ben over rows, 15 sets of six. Now, to me, that's like a perfect <laughs> That's Sergio uh, Oliva shit. You know, I love that. That's, that's, that's <laughs> Sergio Oliva. Uh, who was it? Oh, Jeff Everson said, oh, he said, Marty, back in, when was it? 1978, I saw Sergio Oliva at the Dunkin' YMCA. He did, he did. Uh-huh. 15 sets of 15 with 245, and he superseded that with 15 sets of 10 in the pull-up. I yeah. said, God damn. I said, what did he look like? He said, he looked like Jesus. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know who loved the bent over rows, too, was Lee Haney. We, 15 we, sets of 15. We yeah. did a uh, twin lab shoot with Lee Haney one time. It was really cool. It was down here in Southern California. That's back when I was working for Lou on uh, American Sports Network. So it was, it was a twin lab shoot. So he was there. He had flown in. I think he's from Georgia. He had his wife there. And it was cool because I got to sit down and have lunch with him and talk about diet. And he was talking about how wow. important diet was and how appropriate we were having lunch together. Um, but I remember in the shoot that he said, uh, one thing he said about bent over rows was they're the bread and butter for the back. Yeah. And that dude was known for having one of the best lat spreads ever. Yeah. back then i mean he was his back was phenomenal so I well I, I totally disagree i say that number one exercise is the deadlift right jim the deadlift structurally yes also. yeah just say yes or no jimmy yes thank you well we're talking lat spread and you know lat width and thickness yeah. and all that we're, it was lee haney's exercise he loved it. i don't think yeah. he was doing many deadlifts yeah, I don't know. He would have been I've never some, seen a picture of him. I didn't. Uh, I didn't see him doing that, but uh, he was doing all the bodybuilder stuff. How big was? If he had done deadlifts, he would have looked like Ronnie Coleman. This was. Um, this was. I think it was nineteen ninety-two. Oh, so he's getting ready to retire. So mm-hmm. yeah, he was. He was towards the end. I, I just remember what a nice guy Dorian he was, was coming at lunch. Dorian was coming. Yeah. Let's wrap this thing up. All right. Well, that's good. A, uh, a lot of good information there as usual. So we'll cut it off right there. So check out Marty's weekly column and podcast, Raw with Marty Gallagher at ironcompany.com and learn the techniques and tactics proven to build the strongest and most muscular athletes on the planet. Also pick up one of his books. We've got two of them on there. Purposeful Primitive, which everybody loves. Uh, I've got a copy myself. Jim reads it. Thank anybody you. who's anybody reads Purposeful Primitive. 
uh, and Strong Medicine as well. That's your, I believe don't, that's your latest loan, book. Don't loan your copy of Purposeful Primitive. You'll never get it back. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, or put a, uh, what's that thing? Put a uh, tracker on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you yeah. can, so you can find it. Um, yeah. And then so, Marty, Marty, Strong Medicine's your latest book, right? Uh, I can't remember. Your absolute I think latest. I've got something else out since then. Do I? Yeah. Okay. Cross core. I did the cross core. Well, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. All right. And then uh, visit <laughs> visit Iron Company for all your fitness equipment and gym flooring needs. Check out our latest dumbbells, bars, plates, kettlebells, accessories, and more. And uh, Jim Steele, he's got uh, he's got a, a growing library of articles on our site. You can go. He's got part one of. Uh, a good bodybuilding article up there right now, and we'll be releasing part two this month. So uh, go on there and, and search for Jim Steele. Check out all his articles. You can also check him out at his website, BassBarbell.com, for training motivation and training programs. And uh, anybody that wants to get a hold of, of Jim or Marty, um, just go ahead and, and contact us at Iron Company, and uh, we'll take care of that for you. All right, guys, that's it. Great show. Thank you. Yeah, I right. appreciate it. All right, thanks. Bye. See you guys.